We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The NBA is back. Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rivals. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh, my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Norm Hightower along with our managing editor, Derek Ciapala, and today we have a special guest on. We have Jeff Risden from USA Today's Texans Wire. Jeff, welcome to the podcast. We're happy to have you on board. Thanks so much for having me, guys. It's a pleasure to be with you. Well, we're going to get started here. Um, Derek's going to throw some questions at you, and uh, we'll get to talking some football. Awesome. Hey, Jeff, one of the first things that we know right now about the Texans is offense. Deshaun Watson's gone for the year. How did this offense function last week against Indianapolis, and where do you see it going without Deshaun Watson in the lineup? Oh, boy, you're going to make me cry right off the bat, huh? It's, uh, it's, it's tough. I'm sorry, it's a big question. Well, I felt, <laughs> I, I felt like crying for you, too, man. I really did. Yeah, it's it's sad because, I mean, for years and years and years, this has been a defensive-oriented team, and they've been dying for a quarterback. Uh, and, and you had one year where Matt Schaub looked really good, and ever since then it's just been kind of a, a cavalcade of crap. And you finally get Watson in there, and he's the answer to everybody's dreams. And he's fantastic, and he get, gets the Texans to lead the league in scoring. The Rams have that now uh, after last week. Uh, good job on that, by the way. Uh, and, and then – 
Watson is is goes and it, it, it's heartbreaking. Aside from the fact that he's really really good, he he was the the face of the franchise, and, and some of that is the fact that there's some other injuries that I'm sure we'll talk about too. But the, just the the face and how he embraced being the guy who was the Texans for the community, and and Houston and the Texans have an interesting relationship. They're they're the NFL's newest team. And even with, like, the Astros winning the World Series and everything, the, the news domination has been the Texans and, you know, first, you know, the, the hurricane and everything that happened over the summer and, and what J.J. Watt and the team did for everybody. Uh, and Watson, you know, played right into that. He, he gave away his first game check to, to two cafeteria workers um, that he, he hardly knew. Um, he, he donated uh, and furnished over 100 houses rebuilt for, from Hurricane So. Aside from the fact that he's a great quarterback, he's a wonderful person and, and deeply ingrained in the community already. So that, that made it even more emotional. But then, uh, then last week, Tom Savage went out, and uh, the Colts have the worst scoring defense in the league, and he could not get a, the team on the board until the final drive of the game, uh, second-to-last drive of the game. He was awful. At one point, he was 9 for 29. Uh, he threw at least four balls that Colts dropped for interceptions, uh, so it actually could have been a lot worse. And it's really frustrating because the wide receivers look great. DeAndre Hopkins is, is the highest-paid receiver in the league. That might be a little optimistic, but he's certainly in the top five in, in terms of overall talent. And Will Fuller has been fantastic since he came back. All he does is catch touchdowns, although he didn't last week. Uh, at one point, he had seven touchdowns and 11 catches. Just his speed, they, they finally have everything set up. For, for a quarterback to operate, and then Watson gets hurt, and it's ugly now because one of the things, they have a bad offensive line. The tackles are a disaster. Uh, Brino Giacomini at right tackle is showing why he gets cut all the time. Chris Clark at left tackle, yeah. he's functional uh, when he's healthy. He was not healthy last week. They tried rookie Julian Davenport. That didn't work at all. It's, uh, you know, Watson covered up a lot of sins, and now now those sins get exposed, and uh, they just don't have enough to, to overcome it on offense. At least they haven't yet. That's the one thing I was noticing is the fact that Deshaun Watson being quarterback and being able to essentially run for his life and be able to move around in the pocket and outside the pocket and make the plays happen actually made your offense look really good with with not such a great offensive line. And so now that you have Tom Savage back there, he's obviously no – Deshaun Watson when it comes to being a mobile quarterback. So what do you think that's going to do against the Rams defense? Uh, it's going to be ugly, to be honest with you. I hate to, you know, not be a homer on it, but it's the interior part of the Texans offensive line is okay. They actually played really well last week. Center Nick Martin is a good one. When Greg Mance plays at right, tack, or right guard, he's a good one. Jeff Allen actually played the best game of his career last week. Uh, was shocking because he's not been good. He he doesn't get enough run as a major free agent boss, uh, probably because they signed Brock Osweiler the same day. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> he's not been, been up to speed. Uh, so so there's there's real vulnerability. There. Now, Tom Savage is, is an underrated athlete. He's certainly not Deshaun Watson. He's not a stiff back there. He really he can move around a little bit. He doesn't throw on the move very well, but he can avoid pressure. But I mean, just just the way that that. The Rams bring pressure, uh, aside from Aaron Donald, uh, although he's he's obviously the the, the focus. It, it's going to be tough. They're going to have to get the ball out quick. That sort of takes away from Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins down the field. Uh, it's it, it's I do expect more of, of their fullback Jay Proch, who's a good one. Uh, we'll, we'll get some more run in the blocking and, and their backs, both uh, Lamar Miller and Deontay Foreman. 
are very good in pass protection and also both very good receivers. So you might see them get more action on, on little quick swing passes and, and you know, the screens, quick slants, that sort of thing, the things that are designed to slow down a, uh, a heavy pass rush. The thing is, if the Rams can get that pressure with rushing four, it's going to be real tough. And uh, it, that, that seems to be the MO. The Colts got it with three sometimes. So uh, <laughs> it, it, it's a rough matchup. Very, very – the X's and O's uh, on that side of the ball anyways do not favor the Texans at all. Did Tom Savage show you anything against the Colts last weekend? Uh, the last drive of the game, he did. Uh, actually, the last two drives. Uh, he was he went six for six. He looked like he was in rhythm. He looked like he had confidence. And that's something, I mean, keep in mind, he did legitimately win the starting job over the summer. And I know it sounds crazy to hear that. In the preseason, though, his first drive of the preseason, he went one for four. After that, he completed 20 of his next 21 passes. And he was he was razor sharp. He was on. And DeAndre Hopkins endorsed him. And, you know, Watson kind of had some struggles. And, and then when the lights came on, uh, he got sacked six times in the first half against Jacksonville and, and wasn't seen again until Watson got hurt. It, he, he has potential. I think the biggest thing with him is he's streaky. And when he's hot, he is a quality starting quarterback. I absolutely believe that. And I know people are rolling their eyes, but bear with me on that because when he's not hot, he's not good. And I think we saw a lot of that against a bad Indianapolis defense that, that left their best cornerback at home. Uh, Vontae Davis didn't even play. So it's he, he does have good arm strength. He's not afraid to throw down the field. He's not afraid to look um, at one receiver and then throw it off to another. It's, he, he tends to, although when he does do that, he tends to lose his accuracy because he sort of throws it in between where he was looking, which is odd, but it, it is what it is. He, he has some potential. He's not terrible. He's not Deshaun Watson, though, and that's that's the primary problem for him. Now, Jeff, what is the state of the Texas defense right now with Watt out of the picture? Yeah, it's it's tough without Watt. I mean, he's he's the NFL's you know reigning you know perennial All Pro for a reason. Just a fantastic talent. Uh, one of the, one of the things that happens though, uh, they lost Whitney Merciless in that same game. Whitney, it was one of the the most versatile players on the team. Uh, was certainly a valuable piece of the defense. Aside from being a pass rusher, he was also the team's best sort of in-space player at the second level. And uh, losing those two has really hurt. Now, Jadavian Clowney has played fantastic uh, it, it, since they've both been down. He, he's been every bit of, of the guy that you remember from South Carolina who was the number one overall pick. Their corners are hit and miss. And part of the problem is, is that they don't have that pass rush anymore. They, they do have some guys who, who have some talent. Jonathan Joseph, although he's banged up, is, is playing, having a career year in his late 30s. Looks really good. But uh, the safeties play, they rotate safeties in and out. Andre Hal uh, was really, really good the prior week in Seattle. Uh, and then last week he forgot to touch T.Y. Hilton when he's laying on the ground, uh, and T.Y. got up and ran in for a touchdown. So there's there's a lot of, I don't know, it, it's not as sharp as you would like it to be, and they clearly miss Watt's leadership out there. And the fact that he, he's the straw that stirs the drink. You know, just like Donald is for the Rams, Watt does all those things where he makes everybody around him that much better because the focus is on him. And uh, it makes it tough. They, they still have some teeth, don't get me wrong, but uh, they sorely miss Watt and Merciless. That, that was a, a devastating blow. It really was. Well, last week, Jacoby Brissett went 20 for 30 for 308 yards and two touchdowns against you guys. Frank Gore rushed the ball 17 times for only 51 yards. So it looks like your run defense was pretty stout last week against the Colts, but your pass defense was 
suffering quite a bit. And yeah, obviously the the Colts don't have the offense that the Rams do. So where does that put you guys, you know, for concern with having Jared Goff, an offensive line that's playing really well, a Todd Gurley who can catch and run, and then, you know, Sammy Watkins, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. Uh, what, what, what are you guys thinking about that? Is it, is it scary, or do you think you're going to be able to do okay against us? You know, last last week the problem was was really two big plays where they got uh, the the one was 75 and I think the other was 46. Uh, that was two of their completions uh, for touchdowns. The rest of the game they really did a fair job of limiting the damage. And you know, it, one of the big things that that is is a problem is that their safeties don't have a lot of control when they approach uh, in coverage, so they'll run past the point of attack. And if the receiver can make that first guy miss, there's a whole lot of running room for him. If the Rams have the ability to make that first guy miss, and that's something, you know, I, I've watched a lot of Robert Woods and Cooper Cup in my day. They both have that ability. Uh, it, it's going to be one of those things where you got to get these guys down in space. And sometimes the Texans are really good at that, and, and, and Kareem Jackson and Jonathan Joseph at cornerback are good tacklers uh, as long as they're in position and coverage. I, I'm more worried this week about Gurley, uh, and I do think that the run defense – so that is the fact that the Colts' offensive line was, was just hot garbage. They're they're not good at all, and uh, they you cannot run well between the tackles against the Texans. Uh, the linebackers there, Bernard McKinney, very good between the tackles. Get him outside the tackle box, and and he's in trouble. But Zach Cunningham, a rookie, has played well at that, and really you know the backups uh, up front. Uh, one of the guys that doesn't go to the front, DJ Reader, has has really emerged as a nose tackle. Very good player. So we're, if you can attack the B gaps, the C gaps with the run, uh, with some play action, that, that's where the Rams are going to find some success. And uh, from, from what I've seen from the Rams this year, they, they seem to do that pretty well. Well, let's take a, a quick second to thank our sponsors, the Golden Ram Barbershop. They're located at 13755 Golden West Street, Westminster, California, 92683. Their hours are open Monday through Friday. 8 to 6 p.m. and Saturday, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Call them and set up an appointment at 714-894-7267. Sal Martinez is the owner. He opened the shop the day the Rams left L.A. and kept the lights on for the Rams while they were gone. And now that they're back, it's a great place to go get a haircut, talk Rams football, and believe me, that place is full of memorabilia, all different kinds of stuff, a Ram stuff everywhere across the room, and they're happy to talk Rams football while you're, while you're there getting a haircut. So, again, our sponsor is Golden Ram Barbershop. Go in and talk to Sal Martinez, 714-894-7267, to set up an appointment and get a nice haircut for a good price. Oh, and if you're interested in sponsoring us, we love to have new sponsors on board. The way to reach us is through our email, which is ramstalk1945 at gmail.com. Reach out to us. We'll give you some prices and welcome you aboard. Now, how does overall, both offensively and defensively, let's just go offensively, how, how well does the Texans match up against the Rams right now offensively? You know, I, I, I would like to say that the Texans have a, a fair shot of, of doing a lot of good things. But uh, the, the demoralizing factor of losing all these players, I mean, they, they lost three of their best, five best players uh, within the last month. It, it's tough to overcome that. Uh, it's, it's on the road. This is a team that just lost a, a, a division home game for the second time of the year. They can feel it slipping away. It's a very tangible feeling with the team. 
it, it, it's tough. I, I think if they were at full strength, um, even even with Watson, you know, out, I, I, I do think that they would have a shot at it. But with, with all the losses that they have, um, and, I mean, they lost their, their number two tight end, Ryan Griffin, to a concussion, his second concussion of the year. This is a really banged-up team, and uh, I just don't see how they can they, – they will they will move the ball some, and I think they'll get a couple of, of, of good scoring drives because when, when Savage is hot, he is, he is a quality quarterback. But there's just not a lot to, to say that they can keep up with the highest-scoring team in the league anymore. Well, the only way that they're going to be able to do that is if they can put more than 20 points on the board. And I think that's that's my question is, do you think they can put up more than 20 points against the Rams' defense? Not unless the Rams' offense gives them a touchdown in return. And now, now the Texans are good at that. They have five of those this year. Uh, but uh, you can't expect that going into a game that's a tough way to live. So I, I, think, I think, you know, the offense will get, you know, 16, 17. They, they could get to 20. But uh, getting 28 to 30, somewhere in there, uh, that, that, that seems like a, a real tough order. You mentioned the issues with, the, with your tackles, your left and your right tackle talking more about the interior line being good for you. How well do you how do you see this Rams their modified three four that they run? How do you see it faring against this offensive line? Especially Aaron Dahl in the middle. Yeah, and the big thing is will will they have to focus on on helping with the guys inside for Donald? It's the amorphous three four four three defense. And where that that fourth guy or even the fifth guy if they bring it comes from is where the challenge is. Reno Giacomini is a real liability in pass protection at right tackle. And the, the Texans don't tend to help with tight ends often. So I, I think where it's going to be the, the pressure, especially if Savage's normal inclination when he's in pressure is to go backwards. But the way to beat both Giacomini and Clark on the edge is to go around them, uh, around the outside. That means you're going higher. So Savage, in effect, is actually stepping back into where the pressure zone is. Uh, especially if the pressure from the middle from Donald and, and those guys up the, up the gut is there. That, 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 it's a tough matchup, man. I'm not going to lie. It's, the Rams are impressive there. They, they have a distinct advantage with that, with that matchup. Yeah, I can see Robert Quinn having a big game for us because he is a speed rusher on the outside. Uh, don't discount Michael Brockers on the inside. He's been playing extremely well. He wasn't heard of a lot last week, but this year he's been really strong. They've got a, a new rookie, Tanzel Smart. That's been playing extremely well. Then you got Tyron Walker, who has really, honestly, been a valuable asset to the Rams' defensive line this year. Uh, and then you got Connor Barwin at the other end, who can who can go around or or cut back in. So I, I really see Savage hitting the ground quite a bit this week. I think that's going to be a big problem for him. Yeah, um, Connor Barwin is a former Texan, uh, as you know, and it was well liked when he was in Houston. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to hear you talk about Tyron Walker. He's a guy, I, I followed his career a lot. Uh, I was watching the game where his leg got snapped in Detroit um, by Seattle doing a, an illegal chop block. It was quite deliberate. And it's great to see him back on the field and doing well because he's a good dude, uh, had a very high ceiling, and he got robbed by a, a, a cheap play that, that really bothered me. So it's nice that he's back. It makes me happy to hear that he's doing well. The Rams signed him and then let him go and then brought him back again, and now he's making his moves in the lineup. And you're right, he's been very impressive to watch. The reason that the Rams let him go was because of the potential police action that was going up against him. And once that got cleared, that's when they brought him back. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, Jeff, real quick here, we're, we're, we're going to make some picks here. We're going to put you on the spot and ask you uh, who's going to win this game and give us a score. But one thing before we get there, I do want to ask you, you're mentioning all the injuries. You're mentioning what this team has been going through with Watson gone and, and Watt out. How will this team recover for next year? And what is the prognosis on both Watt and Watson? No, that's a good question, and I think it's very optimistic for next year. Uh, Watson had his surgery today, uh, and he, the, the team, the Texans team doctor did it. He happens to be one of the world's foremost experts on on ACL repair, so he's amped to get back at it. If you remember back in college, he tore the other ACL. He was back on the field in six months. That's probably a little optimistic, but then again, it's it's November. Six months from now is May, so he's got a lot of time to get back. Watt is progressing nicely. Uh, his injury was pretty devastating, and it's not a, a common injury for football players. But uh, they're, they're, they're very optimistic that he will get back at it. Um, uh, Merciless is, is well on his way to recovery. He has a torn tricep. That's an injury that, that tends to last uh, 9 to 12 months. He did it uh, about a month ago, so, so he might be damaged up. But, man, that, it, it still looks very good for the long term. It, it, it's to the point now where most Texas fans realize if they lose this game, they're going to be a three and six football team. That's pretty much the end of any realistic hope for this year. And it's all about figuring out who can play next year with these guys when they are back. And I, I think there is some some budding optimism. There is quite a bit of young talent on this team uh, that, that's trying to show itself, uh, especially on the defensive side. Uh, get, watch guys like Joel Heath, uh, DJ Reader, Zach Cunningham. Um, another guy who's unfortunately still out is Dylan Cole, an undrafted rookie. Uh, who's been fantastic at linebacker. Um, that there is a young core there that, that when these guys get back, that this team should be favored to win the AFC South again next year. But it, uh, it's just tough to see that right now because uh, a very promising start has, has kind of gone away. I thought the Texans really had a good shot at uh, make it to the playoffs this year before all this happened. And it's really sad to see, you know, the state of the team now. I'm glad, I'm glad that the future looks bright for them because it really does. And if they can get enough people healthy and fill in a few holes that they have, I think they'll be a tough team to beat next year. It's weird. I've, I have not seen a reaction to Watson like this across the league. I mean, any player, actually, I'm sorry, for just outpouring about Watson and his injury. You know, I, I didn't see that when Roethlisberger tore his ACL, when Brady tore his ACL, or, and, you know, even when, when Palmer with his gajillion, ACL tears. We didn't see anything like that, but when Watson went down, it was all, all, over, all over everything. So, Jeff, you know, when it comes to Watson, why do you think he got such a reaction overall? I think he's a very naturally likable guy. Everybody watched him at Clemson and saw you know, Most people, I assume this is true with, with, with Rams fans on the West Coast, if you either love Alabama or you really, really hate Alabama and you want teams to, to beat them, and he did that. And that, that, that earns a whole lot of points with people. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just the fact that he's been so charitable and so giving and so natural about how he handles everything. He's not, he's not forcing himself on anybody. He's just, he's just a really great guy. And people gravitate towards that. And, uh, aside from the fact, God, he's fun to watch. He does things that not a lot of guys can do. Uh, and does it, it for a team that was so desperate for excitement and positive things with all that happened over the summer with the hurricane. It was such a great feel-good story. And, you know, like you said, the outpouring was amazing. LeBron James was tweeting about it. Carmelo Anthony tweeted about it. Uh, Lionel Messi tweeted about it. Uh, I didn't even know that he watched American football. 
that that's kind of the transcendent star that, that Deshaun Watson became right away. And that's fantastic, and it, it bodes very well for the future. But at the same time, that's why this team is so yeah, – it, it's so hard to see them recovering from this now because, you know, J.J. Uh, Watt is arguably the most transcendent defensive star in the league. They lost him. Now you lose Watson. It's it, it's a real blow. But, uh, again, it, it does bode well for the future. And, and Texans fans of a long view are still very happy about this team. Uh, it might, just might not show up very well this weekend. All right. Well, let's make that call. Jeff. I didn't call the game. What's the score going to be? I've got the Rams 34 and the Texans 16. Norm. I'm right there with you. I actually had it uh, 37-17 Rams. My call, I'm going with the Rams 27-14. I think they'll have a little bit of a hard time at first adjusting to being home. And also, I, I'm a big believer in Clowney. I think he'll get past that offensive line, especially early in the game. Well, Jeff, we want to thank you for coming on the show. Real quick, how can our fans get you? Yeah, sure. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jeff Risden, it's R-I-S-D-O-N, or Texans Wire. Uh, I also am the lead writer for Real GM, uh, where I cover the entire league. So uh, if you're more interested in, in my takes beyond that and draft stuff, I'm there as well. So uh, I appreciate all the interactions. I try to get back with everybody. So thanks so much for having me on, guys. It's been a real pleasure. You're, you're a lot of fun to talk to, and, uh, and hopefully we can do this again uh, another time soon. Hopefully in a Super Bowl in a year or two. That'd be great. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that'd be wonderful, actually. Rams, Texans, Super Bowl. I like. I do like the way this Texas team is coming up, even with the, the injuries they had. There, they were. They are fun to watch. So I'm looking forward to seeing where they go in the future. Well, we will get back with you guys again uh, next Sunday after the game for our post-game podcast on how the game turned out. So for Derek Ciapola, Jeff Risden, and myself, thanks for joining us. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. This episode is sponsored by schwanns.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.